Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Brain Meets Mind. Before I get into what we're talking about today, I just want to take a second to thank you for all of your constant support. I know I say this a million times, but since the last episode, we are up 1,000 downloads. Um, That has surpassed my every goal, so thank you for taking the time um, to press play and spend a little bit of your day with me every time you listen to one of my episodes. It means the world. As we shift gears to today, we're talking all about the neurobiology of discrimination and why existing attitudes throughout U.S. history have played such a huge role in shaping our evolutionary tendencies, especially when it comes to discrimination. I invite you to join me as we wrap up the very last episode in the Racial Equality series. I'm your host, Amy J, and here on Brain Meets Mind, I extend the basic scientific idea that structure determines function to the fields of neuroscience and psychology. The title of the podcast is a metaphor for my own journey, first as a neuroscience graduate of Georgia Tech, and then as a human being and lifelong learner. Through my weekly episodes, I aim to break down seemingly complex neuroscience into understandable content that can help you maximize your potential. Plus, nearly every episode includes a weekly challenge so that you too can join me on this beautiful journey of personal growth. Thanks for joining me today. Without further ado, let's dive right in. the civil rights movement, which officially started in 1954 and went on to become a fight for racial equality for the next 14 years. Well, officially. While there were victories such as the end to institutional segregation in schools and buses, the fight to end racial discrimination has continued for decades since. In my original note on racism in episode 32, I had shared that it's been nearly 70 years since the start of the movement. Given that it's been almost a lifetime later, and we're still working on it, it should come as no surprise then that human evolution could be a driving force in preventing overnight change. So how do we know if racial bias exists in the first place? Well, let's take a look at a Psychology Today experiment that provides objective evidence supporting the notion that some Caucasian and Asian Americans at least do. In this study, participants were given an implicit bias task in which words like happy and fear, along with a white face or a black face, were shown on a screen. They were told to categorize these as positive or negative words. And according to the findings, if a black face was quickly flashed before the words, individuals were faster to correctly categorize negative words, while the same people were quicker to categorize positive words when they followed white faces. These troubling findings suggest that over 75% of Caucasian and Asian Americans may have implicit racial bias, which affects how they process information and perceive the social world around them. As we've talked about in previous episodes, this serves as another indicator of subconscious discrimination. So if prejudice is a thought, then discrimination is more so turning that idea into practice. 
If you're thinking behavioral functions, then you are exactly right. As I highlight parts of the brain, I ask that you go ahead and tap on the link titled Neurological Representations that I've linked in the show notes. There's a lovely diagram about halfway down the page that I think will really help you understand the areas and kind of where they're located anatomically and the roles that they play in underlying prejudice and the consequential discrimination. Beginning with the diagram on the left, you'll notice where the amygdala is located. In this context, it offers early threat or reward processing abilities, and it's closely located to the insula, which helps process subjective emotion. We know that the amygdala is a huge center of emotion, so you can kind of start to picture how these two areas might be integrated. The striatum then is key for instrumental approach response, and it's also closely tied to reward processing, just like the amygdala. If you remember from a previous episode or from your general scientific understanding, the amygdala and all of these centers make up the limbic system, which tends to regulate all of these responses when we're faced with certain stimuli. Moving on to the anterior part of the brain, you'll notice two highlighted areas, the superior of which is the ventral medial prefrontal cortex, which is important for mentalizing. The inferior of the two is the orbitofrontal cortex, which is also known as the OFC, and this is a key regulator of effective attitudes. I've mentioned effective attitudes throughout the series, but as a reminder, these are often responsible for the overall pleasure or displeasure and the feelings and states that are expected from performing a certain activity. With an overview of these areas, we can see that their integrative nature can certainly serve as a benefit to neuronal processing, but also potentially as an impediment to social change. You might agree that it's much easier to go in and modify a small part of the system rather than to change multiple parts that are heavily dependent on one another. If we broaden that analogy to the current social climate, then changing years and years of beliefs for millions of people becomes quite the feat. While rewiring the brain is difficult, it's certainly not impossible. And remember, that change starts with you. As part of this week's resource, I'm linking an NIH article that further explores various structures of the brain, as well as their connections to other neurological pathways that shape our attitudes. If you're heading over to Instagram, you can also find a link to the post in the link tree in my bio. I'm also releasing some fun new reels this week, so be sure to give the podcast a follow if you haven't done so already. As always, thanks so much for tuning in, and I appreciate you mucho. See you next week.